Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program coming to you via the miracle of the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here. Sitting over there at the helm today. With she's, a quick cut. <laughs> she's my Mal Pal. She's your Mal Pal. She's everybody's Mal Pal. It's Mallory Hartley. Hi, Mallory. Hi. Thanks for filling in today. Of course. We always pre- always happy to do it. We appreciate you uh, slumming it with us. Oh, I love it. I love it. Today is Friday, September 10th, 2021. 76 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to, I looked this up. Oh, it's Joey Votto's birthday. The Cincinnati Reds. Shout out, Greg Powers. Okay. Uh, today's okay. episode number 1,238. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, eight. Mm-hmm. Those are numbers. Those are numbers. On today's show, guys, we're going to unveil the uh, the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, the Dairy Max Bill Pie Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and then it's Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. Woo. We're going to be answering your questions, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, anything you got. I will tell you. We have a hard out at 1230, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a, we're going to zoom through Mailbag Friday, so we want to make sure you get your questions in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, tweet them to Mallory. What's your Twitter handle? At Mallory Hartley. Tweet them to at Mallory Hartley. Yeah. That's a good way to I'll do it. I'll pull up Twitter just follow, right now. Just follow Mallory on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Reach out to me. And, and we'll get that. But first, Mallory, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Terry Crawford, Rhonda Hartley, my mother. Shout out. Hey, mom. And Hector Rios. Welcome in, fellas wait. and lady fella. Wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure I understand this. The Rhonda Hartley? The Rhonda Hartley. You know, I got to, I got to meet her the other day. Yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to meet Tepper. I was like, really? So that's so weird okay. because I was like, I cannot wait to meet Mallory's mom. Wow. That's well, so weird. What about that? How it's about weird. that wow. here? <laughs> well, now I'm nervous. Now I know she's watching the show. I you just... have to perform. You Ooh, have okay. to perform. All right, deep breaths. Um <sighs> Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. Mallory. Yes. 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football in conjunction with the Texas Bulls proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday, uh, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave the voting up to you at TexasFootball.com. The voting is closed. And the week three, week two rather. Yes, week two. We're about to play week three. The week two, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is El Paso Eastwood quarterback Andrew Martinez. 411 yards and four touchdowns passing, plus 75 yards and a touchdown rushing. Congratulations to all the nominees. Saxy quarterback Alex Orgy, godly wide receiver Drew Coleman, Odessa Permian quarterback Rodney Hall, Port Arthur Memorial quarterback Jamar Sanders, Jim Ned running back and defensive back Xavier Wishart, Timpson quarterback and defensive back Terry Bussey, Taft wide receiver and defensive back Josh Suarez, McCallum Memorial running back and kicker Max Alanis Choi, and Cy Park running back Cameron King. But a very special congratulations. To the week two, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, El Paso Eastwood quarterback Andrew Martinez. Very well deserved. One more thing to take care of, Pickle. Oh, my God. Oh, um, you did that last time. It's a force of habit. I've done like 400 shows with her, and I've done like <sighs> oh, six very true, with you. Oh, very true. Very true. Yeah, I know. It's Sorry. been like... Eight. And it's been a minute, you know? It has been a minute. Right, a couple weeks. Yeah, I, exactly. Okay. All right. I forgive you. Just saying. We, you know, we often... Tr- uh, shifts passing in the ninth. Yeah, okay. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state. The Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your week two, Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Cy Park Offensive Coordinator Richard Ibarra. In a matchup of new versus established in Cypher ISD, the Tigers rang up 564 yards of total offense, including 472 yards on the ground in a statement 62-28 win over Cypher. Congratulations to all the nominees. Rockport Fulton Offensive Coordinator Ryan Gupton, San Antonio Harlandale Defensive Coordinator Brandon Molina, and Banchetti Defensive Coordinator Lance Riddell. But a very special congratulations to the Week 2 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Side Park Offensive Coordinator Richard Ibarra. Very well-deserved Coach Ibarra. Find more information at TexasFootball.com. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That'd be super cool of you. We'd appreciate that. Mm-hmm. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Mal, pal, it's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Thanks, Honda. Thanks, Honda. Love you, North Texas Honda dealers. We do. Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. Get your questions in high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. We should talk a little bit about last night. So last night across the board, really, across Texas high school football, I don't know how much attention you were paying to the app or to our scores mm-hmm. page, texasfootball.com slash scores. A lot of blowouts. Yeah. A lot of, it was a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of games that were not particularly close. Um, so I'm going to focus on what I think is the biggest story to come out of last night. And I'm not just saying that because we were there, but it actually is one of the biggest stories, I think, in Texas high school football this week. And that is the El Paso Socorro 
Bulldogs. Because last night, the final score at R.R. Jones Stadium in El Paso, in front of the Dave Campbell Sex Football Crew, in front of Matt Stepp, in front of the Ashley Pickle. That's insane. It was. They were probably nervous. El Paso Socorro 46, El Paso 23. And you're probably thinking, why in the world should I care about that? And here's why. Because the last time that we were talking about El Paso Socorro winning a game was September 11th, 2015. That's awesome. Nearly six years to the day since they won their last game. They they lost 53 straight on the field. They did win. This comes with a little bit of an asterisk because last year they won two forfeit games. Mm-hmm. Like they had, uh, like the, I think, like El Paso Americas couldn't field a team, so they had a forfeit win. We don't count that, right? Mm-hmm. That, they, mm-hmm. that's, that's different than winning on the field, right? Right. I think, you know, I think we can all agree on that for sure. So 53 consecutive losses, done. They snap the losing streak with a big win last night, 46 to 23. Um, that 53 game losing streak, by the way, is tied for the fourth longest in Texas high school football UIL 11 man history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston, Houston Jefferson Davis set the all-time record at 80. Uh, Diamond to four, Diamond Hill Jarvis uh, had 77 losses in a row. Houston Scarborough lost 59 in a row at one point, and they are tied with Kuntz, who lost 19, uh, from 1977 to 82. They lost 53 in a row. But talking with Tony Hensley, the coach there at Socorro afterwards, you can see our interview up on YouTube. I believe we got up on TexasFootball.com. Uh, yes, well. I did see that. It is up right now. Uh, you can tell – how, how much it means to him, how like emotional he was, yeah. how excited he was for his kids. He took over that program. He mentions he took over that program in 2019. They had 17 kids in the football program. They're a 6A team. They had 17 kids in the football program. Because That's why crazy. would you go out there just to get your butt kicked? Right. Right? But he has built that program. And they were – we had a feeling that this might happen when like because – they are very clearly better than they have been. If you look mm-hmm. over the course of that 53-game losing streak, guys, it's a lot of butt kickings. It's a lot of 55-7s. to sevens. It's a lot of 60-10s. to tens. It's a lot of just blowouts, right? Mm-hmm. They came within a point of being El Paso East Leta. The, in the opener, they played Bel Air, who's a pretty good team out there in El Paso, and they, they held, the, I think it was like 21-6 was the final. They were in games, which was clearly a step forward, going up against El Paso High, who's a 5A Division II team and a team that I think they match up with pretty well. And sure enough, they took it to them. They run this kind of flexbone misdirection offense. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's, it's kind of like, if you've ever seen Gunner play, it's a little bit like that. That's probably the best avatar mm-hmm. I can give it. Is that it's 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 kind of like a like a pistol a pistol flex bone offense. A lot of misdirection, and they were they were uh, they were a little they were clearly bigger than El Paso High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get the win. A remarkable. Uh, we're, we're so happy for Tony Hensley and the, and that Socorro squad. We would be remiss if we did not thank our hosts out there, El Paso High School coach Ray Aguilar Jr. Just a first class guy and a first class program that he's running there. And by the way. Good crowd out there. They had a student section that was there, and they were not there to sit on their hands. That's awesome. They were rowdy the whole time. This big student. I would put As that. They should be. I would put that El Paso High School Tigers. They call them the Hill Raisers. Mm-hmm. I would put the Hill Raisers up against any student section in in the state. That really? student section was loud and rowdy for a team that was behind a uh-huh, lot of the game. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They're but still... they were into it the whole time. Right. Super cool. Great atmosphere there. We're going to talk a lot more about our trip to El Paso and our trip to R.R. Jones Stadium next week here on Texas Football Today. I want, I want to make sure we, we get to include Pickle in of this. Of course. She's got a lot to say. Yeah. You see, now 
you're going to have to go to every game now. They're going to want you to go to oh, every Socorro? game. Oh, Socorro? Yeah. Yeah, but on the flip side, I'm now banned from R.R. Jones Stadium because El Paso lost. Yeah. Like, Aguilar's, <laughs> Aguilar's is like, yeah, you got you to gotta get out of here, dude. No. It was, it was, we can't have it you was here. It was just so, so fantastic. And, and so we, we feel great for El Paso Socorro. El Paso High is going to be fine. I'm not worried about that program. That program's – the trajectory is, is, is moving in a positive direction. This is a minor step back. Uh, but I think, I think they're going to be fine. Those are two – like I said, two, qual- two programs that are moving in the right direction, that have the right guys at the helm mm-hmm. to get them moving forward. But, but you can't help but feel good for, for that program and the people around it. We were talking about it. Like, those – think about, like – I just think about, like, the cheerleaders – Okay? Yeah, those senior cheerleaders who have been there—they are now seniors. Okay, freshman year they didn't win a game, sophomore year they didn't win a game, junior year they didn't win a game. Do you know how much Finally. that sucks? Uh-huh. Like, do you know how much that sucks? Yeah, because to go and just your team just like, nope, we're gonna lose again. Yeah, because like, I mean, I was I was a high school cheerleader, and your job is to get the crowd pumped up and excited for this team, and in this case, excited for a team that hasn't won a game in a couple years. Hasn't That's won a game got to in, be hard, in almost you know? six full years. Right, right, right. That's why I was so excited for them, and you could see That's it. That's got to feel see good. It. Like, there were, it was a lot of hugs. It was a lot of excitement and a lot of just like, right. like they, you know, it, it was super cool, and I was really happy for Socorro. Obviously, awesome. you know, we, we, yeah. we think super highly of, of Coach Ray Aguilar and El Paso mm-hmm. High. We would have been happy either way, but it was super cool to see that long losing streak end. Yeah. All right, Mal Pal, we got about 15 minutes to hammer out some questions. Does anybody have any questions about things? About things. Mostly Texas high school football questions. That's probably what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, we've got a popular one here. Uh, thoughts on Port, Lavaca, Calhoun, those sand crabs versus El Campo. Yeah, uh, a fun matchup. Uh, interesting to see how El Campo bounces back. You know, last week obviously did not go uh, as as they were hoping for. Um, now, there's a couple of reasons behind that. Um, you know, they did end up, you know, they did lose, let's remember, to, uh, to, to Full Shear. Full Shear is a 5A program. But from what we understand, they might have like 6A numbers in the building right now. Like they're going to go up uh, next year. So I don't t- put a ton of stock into, into that. They do. They, so now they take on Calhoun. And here's an interesting thing about this is that Calhoun is, in my mind, uh, they, play, they play a very similar style with them in that they're going to be smash mouth. They want to run the ball at you. Uh, we, have, we obviously think mm-hmm. extremely highly of Richard Whitaker. A lot of this comes down to what to like which El Campo defense I think shows up. Because look, plain and simple, through the first two weeks of the of the season, El Campo's defense has been the weaker part of their team. Right? Even when they won their opener against Gonzalez, they they gave up thirty four points, right? The defense has been a bit of an issue and Calhoun is the kind of team that will wear you down if you let them. Um, I think this is an important an important game. I think this game is more important for El Campo than it is for Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Because if El Campo falls to one and two, yeah, they're going to beat Wharton next week, in my opinion. But then they, they go to Bernie Champion to close out non-district. They could mm-hmm. they could feasibly come out of, uh, go into district play at two and three. Now, I'm not saying that's a death knell, right? But this, was an, this is an El Campo program, an El Campo team, that with all the talent they've got, guys like Ruben Owens, we think they've got an opportunity to really make some noise. This would be a this would be the kind of game there in four A Division One that you can say no, we are that serious. Mm-hmm. And by the way, let's not forget. Oh no, that's right. They're in District Twelve. I'm sorry. I was gonna just about to say something dumb. Oh, I'm glad they you could. Did. They could meet them. They could meet them, but they wouldn't meet them in, until a semifinal matchup. Um, 
this is, for me, if you take a look at Region 2, I don't know that there is some runaway front runner there in Region 2. Maybe it's one of those teams from out east, like Tyler Chapel Hill or Kilgore. But if El Campo, I think this would go a long way towards establishing themselves at least as one of the one of the teams to be reckoned with in Region 2. Or Region 3, rather. If... If Calhoun, like if El Campo wins this game, I don't think it's panic time for Calhoun. El Campo's a good team. They uh, they go on the road to El Campo. I think this is going to be a super physical matchup. I think this is going to be, I think this does have an opportunity to be a bit of a high-scoring matchup. Mm -hmm. You know, the Calhoun offense has been a little bit stuck in the mud through the first two, but I wonder if they can get going in this one. I'm I'm very interested in this one. This is one that I'm going I'm to be keeping a close eye on tonight. Uh, and if you like physical football, and, and two well-coached football teams with Chad Worrell there at, um, at El Campo and Richard Whitaker at, Cal at Calhoun, you're going to like this game. So I think it's going to be fun. I hope I answered your question. What's yeah, was good. okay. This one, I like this one. Thoughts on LBJ versus Waco La Vega. Yeah, and talk about and another talk about another team, another game that they're going to they're going to take cinder blocks to one another. Yeah, I and mean, it's in the picks. So watch that. Super. Yeah, it's in the picks. Uh, expertly edited by yours truly, Malpal. Um, I think Step and I are on opposite ends of this game. Mm -hmm. um, I figured. Uh, because he really likes L uh, LBJ in this one. Because, and one of the things he likes is that he thinks they're a little bit more balanced offensively. He thinks that they've got that power running game, but Oscar Gordon has an opportunity to put them over the top. Um, for La Vega, they are, this, I mean, this is a... There, this is as La Vega as La Vega gets. This is the most La Vega football team that I've seen in a while. Um, they are straight up power running football. Yeah. I mean, they are gonna just beat. They want to. I believe Matt Step on Tep and Step said they just want to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, like they just want to knock you around, and they're physical and they want to outmuscle you. A lot of this game, as most, in my opinion, as most La Vega games come down to, is what happens in the fourth quarter. Um, does La Vega wear down LBJ? Are they able to do that? I like La Vega in this one. Yeah. Uh, Step likes LBJ. I think it's a coin flip type game. The computer, we have our computer projections up at texasfootball.com. The computer has it. Are you interested in what the computer has it? Uh, yes. They have it as, um, they have LBJ by 10, which is way too rich for me. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be closer game, than that. I think it's going to be close. I think it's reasonable to, to think that LBJ wins this game, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I don't know if I see a 10 point game. Um, I think this is going to be super physical. A lot of this comes down to how well the La Vega defense plays. Um, they've been excellent so far. But the other thing is, La Vega's cruised in their first two games, but they have overmatched those two teams. Mm -hmm. This is a team that is much more in their weight class. And by the way, starts a run here in non-district. Okay, their next here's their next uh, six games. All right, uh, the end their end of non-district and the beginning of district. Okay, La Vega's next six games. They're at LBJ tonight. Mm -hmm. Next week they take on Argyle. Hold on. The week after that, they're at Corpus Christi Miller. Okay? <laughs> By week, get into district play against Stephenville. Then they play Brownwood, who I think is improving. And then, on October 22nd, week 9, they play Midlothian Heritage. Okay? Mm -hmm. A brutal stretch Jeez. here. And so, for LBJ, or rather, the, so La Vega and LBJ, a lot, a lot to tell you. On the opposite end of it, you know, for LBJ, in my opinion... I think they're going to be... Now, next week, they get Liberty Hill. And Liberty Hill's still a little bit of a mystery box to me. Mm -hmm. I still don't know. And then they play San Antonio Cornerstone. I'm starting to think San Antonio Cornerstone, this might be a down year for them. Um, but they're going to be, in my opinion, the favorite in their district. Uh, 
over the Lampasses of the world, over the Fredericksburgs, the Burnets of the world. I think they're going to be the favorite in those. So this is in many ways, you know, next week, Liberty Hill will be a, another interesting test. I think this is one of their last big tests, our, one of our last opportunities to learn a lot about this LBJ team mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. So um, fun game. Super excited. Watch the yeah. picks. Yeah, watch the picks. All right. Uh, this one's good. Um, should Pottsboro be worried? Starting off the season 0-2, uh, lost to Nevada Community and Gunter. Uh, okay. Short answer is I, I'm, I'm, I'm basically never going to tell a high school football team to panic after two after two mm-hmm. weeks because I just don't I don't believe in that. Um, I also think obviously I I hope you know this by now, but like losing a gunner is like not there's no shame in that. Right. Right. But here's what I will say about them. Pottsboro has certainly got to figure out their defense mm-hmm. because the defense is getting torched right now. And by the way, that ain't going to play when you've got Mineola still in district play, right? Mm-hmm. That's not going to play. Um, I think that they've got to figure out their defense. I think that we maybe anticipated a bit of a step back for them. The defense was always going to be pretty young. Um, it's not panic time. It's not panic time. But uh, what I will say, who do they have this week? Let me see. I'm looking on this great Oh, website. I had it up. Uh, I'm looking on this great website. Uh, but they've, I mean, they've got to show up their defense. They've given up 56 points in each of their, or 56 and 51 points. Uh, they get Howe. How, yeah. They should beat Howe. Like, I'll tell you if, I'll tell you when, when to panic. Okay. Um, is that right? They play Howe? Or that yes. Team? Okay. Yes. At, at oh, they, oh, I'm sorry. They're off. They're, I'm sorry. Oh, I guess. No, they have a, they've got a, a bye week. I guess so. I don't know. They, they're. The schedule's all messed up. I think there there's maybe a cancellation in there. Um, they should beat Howe. If they if they lose yeah, to, if they lose to Howe, then I'm starting to worry. Um, but I would say that right now there's no real need for 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 Pottsboro to panic, but shore up that defense, yeah, figure things out special. defensively. Because uh, if you don't do that, then then you're toast, especially in what's a, a really high flying region too. There, so I would say it's not panic time quite yet. Matt Poe knows what he's doing. I give him I I, I defer to him in pretty much everything. But I think he understands that the defense has got to be better. What's next, Pickle? It's not Pickle. Uh, Whatever. I think, anyway. you should, I think you should hyphenate your last name just so I'm right. Just so you're right. What's okay. next, Mallory? Sorry. I'm going to call you out every time. I, you should. Yeah. I deserve it. Uh-huh. We're going to go with... Thoughts on those spring lions? This is from our good friend Trevor at Texan Live. He yeah, did that way, game last night. Yeah, by the way, Trevor, I did see your tweet. I know you want to get, like, maximum lions going. That's not how this works. That's not <laughs> no, how this works. it's not. Um, look, I've been trying to tell y'all, this is, like, one of my, like, darling teams this year. I think spring's awesome. And a lot of it comes down to the fact that I really like their quarterback. I think Bishop Davenport's a mm-hmm. dynamo. And and Matt Stepp and I were talking about this last night. I think Bishop Davenport, if you watch his film, he's got a little bit of a funky throwing motion. There's a, it's, a little, it's a little loosey-goosey. And I think that's keeping people from, from really hopping on board. He's a Utah State commit. But I nice. feel like somebody should take a, take a chance on him. He's got two mm-hmm. FBS offers. It's like Utah State and I can't even remember. Tulsa is the other one. It's like Really? And I'm like, somebody, I'm, that feels like somebody needs to swoop in. Texas State, yeah. UTEP, somebody swoop in and grab this kid because I think he's a star. The thing that's been most impressive to me and the thing that has me excited about potentially being right about spring being serious is that I think their defense looks really good. I think their defense has been very strong throughout. Um, 
the their first three 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 games. Now look, I think they've been better than their all three of their non district opponents. They played Fort Bend, Travis, Klein Oak, and Tomball Memorial. Um, I think they're better than all three of those teams. They get a bye week this week, and then they get into district play. Two weeks from, or I guess it's three weeks from now, uh, October 1st, uh, is the big one. That's when they get Spring-Westfield. They get Spring-Westfield. That is, to me, the only team in their district that, in my opinion, in my opinion, is is on, is is on in their weight class, mm-hmm. right? So th- we're, we're now two, I guess that's three, two and a half weeks away, three weeks away from Spring and, spring and Westfield. That'll tell a lot of it. I think this spring team's really good, guys. I think they've got an opportunity to make some noise. Could they... Let me see. You're listening to live coverage of me pulling up uh, uh, um, People should just expect this by now. Enrollments here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Let's see. Can they go to the Division Two bracket? Because that would be dope. I don't think they can. 31, 60... Uh, you know, 34... Nope, they're toast. Uh, there is no way. No, they're locked into Division One. So... That's problematic, but they are in Region 2, which is better than being in Region 3. But, I mean, it's not all sunshine and daffodils there because you're going to have to go through Duncanville. That's neither here nor there. That's a long time away. I'm just here to tell you, I think spring's serious. I don't think this is a fluke. I think that we saw this coming. Yeah. I'm I'm on the Lions bandwagon. So, there you go. What's next, Mallory? You want two more? Let's do two more. Okay. Can Cedar Hill Mm. hang with... Allen. I've seen a Cedar Hill game this year, so I... I'm worried. Yeah, yeah. I'm worried. Now, look, it's 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 a bounce-back opportunity for both of these teams, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Cedar Cedar Hill did win last week. They beat, yeah. they beat your beloved Colts. They did. Um, and they looked good doing it. Mm-hmm. They they hung with uh, Rockwell, <sighs> Rockwell in the I don't first know, half, but... I don't know if they have that explosive dynamo offense that they've had yeah. the past couple of years. I think that offense is a little bit more um it's a little bit more of a struggle to move up and down the field. Mm-hmm. They take on Allen going to Allen Eagle Stadium. I don't think Allen's losing twice at home <laughs> when they haven't lost. Yeah. They're going to come out strong. Once in yeah. 10 years. Um I would say I think this is I think this is an opportunity. I think Allen looks at this as an opportunity to get right. Um now look Here's an Allen defense that has certainly struggled, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly struggled. And so if this gets into a shootout, you know, game on. But I worry that the I worry that the Cedar Hill defense is – now they've played good offenses, right? I yeah. think Arlington's got mm-hmm. a competent offense. Yeah. Rockwall needs no introduction at this point. They play good offenses. But I do think that this is not – like Allen probably wants to get this thing into a shootout or, or rather Cedar Hill – Probably wants to get this thing into a shootout because I don't know if their defense can come up with stops. Yeah. And I also worry if they can match up up front. That's a big question for me. I like Allen in this one, not just because they're at home, but I, I like Allen in this one. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, certainly, look, I, I, I think Carlos Lynn is a, a supremely good coach. Obviously, I think the same as Chad Morris. So I never count him out of a game. And I think that they may have something that – but I, I worry that that defense is going to be their undoing. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me an ender. Mal pal. Okay. What is the backstory concerning Vince Young's Player of the Year trophy? Why didn't he receive it, and why won't he come to pick it up? Lot of we ask him all the time. A lot of good questions. What you're referring to is this. This yes. is Vince Young's. <laughs> gol- brought to you by Golf Lubricants, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Class 5A Player of the Year trophy from 2005, made out to Vincent Young at Houston Madison. So when I came on board here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football in 2011. 
I get into the office. And one thing, and Mal, pal, you're new to the, you're new to here as well. Yes. Uh, so I think you're understanding this phenomenon too, mm -hmm. which is there's just a lot of weird crap sitting around. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff. Like there's just like, like everywhere you look, it's like there's like a, a thing, and you're like, huh? Yeah. Look at that. Like because we're kind of a memorabilia shop too. Like we just kind of collect stuff over the course of like. 60 something years of being mm -hmm. the authority on football in the state of Texas. Well, I'm I'm like looking at your your little space over here and you've got three cups under the desk, two coffee cups next to you. So oh, there's I meant just like stuff actual, everywhere. I just meant actual cool things. But okay. Like a Dave bobblehead. There is just stuff everywhere like a Dave though. Dave bobblehead. Yeah. Like an Aaron Jones bobblehead. That's pretty Shout cool. Aaron Jones. Anyway. Just stuff all everywhere. It's cool we get to keep so when I showed up in 2011, there was we had two um, we had two Player of the Year trophies. I cannot remember. Ryan Motes was the other one. Ryan Motes, formerly, I believe, a Houston Texans running back. He was also one. I believe he ended up coming and getting his. Oh, But cool. I found this, and I'm like, this is super cool. Look at this. We have the Player of the Year trophy for Vince Young. I don't know how he never received it. I don't know. I don't know the backstory for that. All I know is that we've had a couple of close encounters with Vince. Back in 2015... We went to Austin, and we mm -hmm. did a show in Austin, and we brought the trophy, and Vince was going to come. Uh -huh. This is like episode 70 or something like that. We're on 1,238 yeah. or yeah. 38 or whatever. He was going to come. He ended up not coming. We're now like six years after that, yeah. right? And he still hasn't. Um, it's taken some lumps. As you can see, it's missing a chunk there. It's missing a chunk there. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's been loved. But here's the thing. It's a cool trophy. Yeah. It's a cool, unique trophy. And I know he should have a Heisman. He doesn't. This can be his Heisman. Yeah. He well, Pickle saw him last week in Austin and yelled at him she to come get his trophy, him. and he didn't. I don't know. I don't think here's, – here's the, here's the truth of it. I don't think Vince Young is ducking us. No. I just don't He's think – busy. I just don't <laughs> think Vince Young knows. So if you know Vince Young, please text him. Please. And tell him that Dave Campbell's Texas football has his two thousand has his player of the year trophy from twenty years ago. Yeah. And then we would really appreciate it if he would come and pick it up. Because let's be honest, I mean, look, I'll just pull peel back the curtain entirely. The whole point of this is to trick him into an interview. Right. That's the whole point. And get pictures with him. Yes. Is to and like, autographs. <laughs> is to is to make this a big enough deal so that when he does finally get it, we can make it into a big social media thing. <laughs> that can we've you? been at, we'll do a supercut of me asking him for six years to come get the player of the year trophy at the end of every episode. Man. And then we'll and then we'll finish it with him sitting right here talking with me and holding it. That That's would be iconic. Listen, this is this is what we in the business call a long play. Okay? <laughs> this is a long content play. And uh, who knows? Maybe he'll never come get it, but I hope he will. Vince, it's waiting for you in Louisville, Texas. It is. DM me at Tepper. <laughs> I don't think he does Twitter. All right, we got to get out of here because uh, Mal Pal's got got some important things. To I have do. a game tonight. Got a game. Where are you going? Hebron and Eaton. That's right, Hebron and Eaton. Should be. Fun. I love those two programs. I really do. I've covered uh, a bunch of games at Hebron and Eaton, so it'll be fun to see them. Too. Yeah. Oh, two, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Love. Coach Mill. Coach Brazel yeah. and we and Ellis Coach, Miller's, Ellis Miller's yeah, good yeah. people too. So, uh, thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasVol.com. Seven o'clock tonight. Please watch Valley Sports Southwest. My bosses want me to tell you that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's uh, six hours of live high school football coverage. Football Friday from seven to eleven with myself, Aaron Hardigan, Rick Renner. I'm sorry, myself, Aaron Hardigan, CT Steckel, and Coach Kemp Purcell. 
followed by the Emmy Award-winning High School Scoreboard Live with myself, Rick Renner, and Craig Way, taking you all the way to 1, 1 a.m. As Rick is fond of saying, mayhem in the a.m. I'll be awfully caffeinated, but I'm going to go get a nap. Until then, Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Thank <laughs> you.